it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. We're back talking about a Giants game that is happening after a bye week. We're back for another preview. This game, one of two Monday Night Football games, was actually found out, Alex, when we were doing our NFL picks that two games are kicking off simultaneously at 8.15. I don't know exactly why the NFL is doing that. Maybe they're trying to get fans to say, oh shit, we don't want to watch Giants Packers, excuse my language. Uh, We don't want to watch Giants-Packers. Let's just go ahead and throw on the other game that's on at this time (laughs) to get our minds distracted from that. Uh, And that will be the Titans-Dolphins, like I said, uh, happening simultaneously. We'll get into all of it. Uh, And yeah, we are back. We hope you enjoyed our bi-week episode, although it did happen in the next week previewing the game uh, with Danny King of Talking Giants. But we're back now. We're ready to cover this team and uh, get into everything but first of all my friend Alex how are we doing I'm doing good um you know I was sick for the past few days I'm still sick but um I'm a little bit less sick today so my voice has kind of cleared up a little bit and uh, I'm excited for Monday Night Football no matter what it's always even if it's uh just a little bit of a disappointing matchup you're not having the best season whatever it may be um Monday Night Football is Monday Night Football and I'm excited, whether it's two games, three games, four games at once. Um, you know, it, it's Monday Night Football. There's a certain, like, aura about it uh, that makes it really, really special. So uh, I'm excited about it, and, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Tommy Cutlets take a, takes us to the promised land. And then we will get to Tommy Cutlets in a little bit. Um, but first, I do want to actually ask you, I know this is not a college football podcast. I know we're both not the huge biggest college football fans but when it does come to football in general the college football playoff is a huge deal Um, and I don't know if you're able to see earlier this week the 
events that transpired with uh, the college football playoff and who was selected. It was Michigan, Was- uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, excuse me, uh, were the four teams that made it. And this year seemed to be the biggest year of controversy before uh, a year before they go to the 12-team playoff. I just didn't know if you had anything to say about that. Just start this episode kind of on a different note because the Giants are too, aren't too exciting right now. This is an exciting topic. Teams like Florida State, who went undefeated this year, did not make it. Teams like Georgia, the best team in the country heading into the SEC championship, lose to Alabama. They won, I think, 26 consecutive games before that. Back-to-back national championships. Uh, back-to-back national championships. Excuse me, I'm having trouble speaking today. They lose to Alabama in the SEC championship. They get out. They don't make it in. Um, you know, a couple other teams that also uh, could have gotten into the mix we can get into. I don't know how far you kind of want to take this year, but do you have any thoughts on the college football playoff? Have you seen what's been spiraling in the in the nation right now? I'll just right say now? this quickly. I think here's, here's the main controversy here, right? It's whether... Is it the four best teams, or is it the four teams who have had the best season? If it's the four teams who had the best season, then Florida State has to be in there. If it's the four best teams, Georgia has to be in there. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, You know, I think you can't kind of go both ways, if that makes sense. They kind of did went along the lines of, ooh, what are the four best teams? At least by by not choosing Florida State, that's kind of what they said by doing that. Then you kind of have to have Georgia in there because they're one of the best teams, even though they had one bad game and they lost to Alabama. So that's kind of how I feel about it. So they kind of like sat on a fence for me uh, on on what they should do. Well, you also got to mention here where we're talking about Florida State, right? One of the biggest things with the committee, and th- and that's well, another the thing, is right? The dumbest thing I've ever heard of, by the way. <laughs> right, and that this is like the only sport that it's does so this. dumb. There's no, the, there's no committee in the NBA that's like, oh, the LeBron and the Lakers clinched. There's no committee saying that. It's based on record. It's based on points. It's based on head-to-head matchups. That's how things get made uh, and, and get how teams get into playoffs in other leagues. There's even, even you go abroad, Alex, right? Even in, in sports like soccer, that's a huge deal. And the, you know, the top teams make it to like the champions league or the Europa league. We're going soccer. I know some fans, this might be completely over their heads, but even that, the teams that make it to the champions league, there's no committee that drafts them. There's a committee. There's UEFA who says, Oh, like how did, like, where do they go in? What group are they? And that's a draw. That's completely different. But the teams that get in that Champions League are still the top teams in each league. Yeah. So why is the committee a thing? And then there's the criteria within the committee that you're talking about. And they're saying, oh, well, Florida State had the best season, but Jordan Travis is injured now. And he's not going to play. So we don't think for our ratings it's going to be a good matchup to put them against a team like Michigan. That's really what it was. Because Jordan Travis got injured, which is something you didn't mention with Florida State. And that's... Absolutely absurd. But, but like, that it, shouldn't it, matter. It shouldn't make That's any why sense. I didn't mention it because it shouldn't matter. And it really, there has to be some way. I get you have all the different divisions, whatever it may be. Certain ones are more difficult than others. There has to be a mathematical way to do it where you can somehow sort it by strength of schedule versus win percentage, create some sort of number, and that should just be outsorted. So there's no if there, thans, butts, whatever it might be. There's no committee. Well, 
this is how they did it. They made a 12-team playoffs. Now, it's not. I'm not saying but that. But isn't the you know, 12 controversy, team playoffs still a committee, though? It. So that's yeah. what I'm going to get at. It's not like there's still not going to be controversy. I'm sure there still will be. But it'll be highly less likely because you're looking at 12 teams. So that number 13 team, whether it's like looking at it this year, would be like a LSU or Arizona, a team that might have lost or even Notre Dame, like two or three games. It shouldn't be as crazy to be like, ah, oh, you know, LSU should have been number 12. You know, like that's th- there shouldn't be really any teams that will be quote unquote robbed when we get this 12 team playoff. That's my hope, at least. I-, I think you could agree with me there because you're going at teams now that have losses on the season, whereas basically every team except uh, Texas and Alabama. So two out of the four had one loss. But, you know, when, when we get to those 12 teams, you're probably going to see maybe the bottom half of teams have maybe two, three, four losses, which I know. You know, for you football fans who don't watch college football, I'm sure most of you do, uh, but you're going to be like, what? Like teams that with two or three wins or two or three losses is a lot to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, like that's just how it works. There's so little amount of teams. But um, anyway, you know, we'd love to uh, have a college football podcast where we could talk about this more, but I kind of forgot for a second that th- this is a New York Giants podcast. But um, let's go to the hat now. Uh, and sorry to deter you from that, but it... um. It's a very fun conversation. I'm glad we had it to get things going here. Monday at practice for the New York Giants. That's who I'm talking about. Now, again, Tyrod Taylor, uh, the quarterback, returned to practice. Missed the first four games, or last four games, excuse me, with a rib injury. But has been running and throwing on the sideline. That was on Monday. We're going to get to updates there. Him and Tommy DeVito competing for that starting role this week. Uh, we have this fun fact here. Syracuse is targeting the New York Giants running backs coach Jeff Nixon to become the next uh, the school's next offensive coordinator. He's the former offensive coordinator and play caller at Baylor under Matt Rule. Alex, and listening, I'm listening, whatever, uh, probably knows at this point that I go to Syracuse University here. We've had a big change in... Uh, the coaching room with uh, head coach, former head coach Dino Babers got fired earlier this season. We brought in a new coach, Fran Brown, who is the Georgia uh, def- uh, defensive backs coach uh, and defensive assistant there. So we're kind of revamping everything. And it's very interesting that we might be bringing in a, a Giants coach, which is pretty sick, uh, you know, for, for me as a, as a, I guess, student here at Syracuse. Anyway, moving on. This is not a Syracuse podcast either. We're getting really derailed here. I guess it's just me. Just blame me for all of this. The Giants wave quarterback Matt Barkley. Uh, they also release quarterback Jacob Eason from the practice squad. At this point, it seems pretty likely on Monday that Tyrod Taylor was going to was going to get activated and start this week. However, Barkley did resign to the practice squad as an insurance piece. Then on Tuesday, Alex is going to get into that. All right, Tuesday, uh, the Giants came out, and in particularly Brian Dable came out. And said that the Giants will be starting Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets on Monday Night Football. Um, Dable said that he thought that Tommy had earned it. Um, Tyrod Taylor will serve as the backup, assuming that he gets through the week healthy. Uh, He has a rib injury. He's coming off of IR. Uh, And then both Dexter Lawrence and Evan Neal did not practice Tuesday. uh, While while, um, tight end Darren Waller, excuse me, with his hamstring injury is making progress but more than likely will not be back this week per Brian Dable. 
Well, that Alex gets you to, uh, we're talking about injuries. You can take that and, and kind of run with it to your injury report. I, I have no comments. I, I look through. There isn't really any huge updates uh, on Wednesday and Thursday from the Giants. Although the Giants actually had an event uh, the other day where Justin from Talking Giants, our friend, was in the Giants locker room talking to Daniel Jones. He was talking to the media. Uh, they had an event with like a, a, a high school um, charity yeah. event. Yeah, it was like a high school charity event, something like that. Um Daniel Jones then talked to the media after that, said the surgery went well uh, from all accounts. It seems like, I mean, what, you know, there's nothing really much he can say right now. He's going, he's not going on the field and throwing a football or running drills uh, at this very point in time, just after the injury. So we'll have to see, you know, if the surgery was very much successful or if Daniel Jones will get back to a hundred percent or what he was before uh, the injury early next season. Um, okay, Alex, take us to the end. Yeah, sorry report. about that. I can only talk for so long before my voice starts really cutting out and getting raspy and ugly, and no one wants to hear that. So um, anyway, here we are with the injury report. Uh, we only have Thursday, obviously, um, for this week so far because there's going to be practice Friday and Saturday. So for Thursday's injuries, uh, Evan Neal did not practice with the ankle injury, like we said before. Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson, and Isaiah Simmons were all limited um, with their various injuries, hamstrings for Lawrence and Robinson with Simmons having an ankle. Uh, And then Carter Coughlin and Tyrod Taylor with hip and rib injury respectively. uh, Both were full participants. And then for the Packers, they have a really long list. Uh, Jair Alexander and uh, Devondre Campbell were both limited. Uh, Josiah... Deguera, I want to say, the tight end uh, with a hip injury. He was a full participant. A.J. Dillon, uh, Rashawn Gary, the linebacker, Elton Jenkins, the guard, uh, Aaron Jones, um, and Jonathan Owens uh, were all limited participants as well with a knee injury uh, for Owens and then shoulders for Gary and uh, Elton Jenkins. Aaron Jones is interesting, so He's on the injury report. Uh, I think I've mentioned him as limited before. He's on the injury report, but he doesn't have a designation. So that's going to be interesting. I, I will see if they declare it later or whatever it may be. Um, and then um, we have to final to finalize the list here for the Packers. Darnell Savage, safety, um, with a chest injury. He didn't practice. Quay Walker with a shoulder did not practice. Christian Watson with a hamstring did not practice. And Devontae Wyatt, uh, with an elbow injury, was a limited participant. And that's our Giants and Packers injury report. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our NFL picks, talk about last week's results, and then preview the game. Something we haven't done, like I said, in a couple weeks. Or, uh, yeah, in a couple weeks. Players to watch, score predictions, and we'll, we'll talk about this game a little bit more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. We are back for this episode of The Giant Take. NFL picks week 14 we're at now. Season's coming to an end it's really sad actually it's flown by um the semester has flown by at school Alex and in about a little more than a week we're going to be at home and actually going to be able to watch the football games at home which will be fun and nice and a good refresher and um coming to that point of uh of the end of your first semester of college how do you feel before we go into the NFL play um right now stressed it's final season I got exactly a week um here before I end up going home I believe next Friday it is so um yeah I'm very stressed I have a whole bunch of finals um I've got a couple of projects so it's a very stressful time for me but I am excited for the holiday season and I'm sure everyone else is as well Alex uh, uh by I the way I just everyone, didn't answer the question at all yes I I like I feel like I didn't answer like recapping but yeah it's been it's it, I feel like the whole fall semester is kind of like the football season, you know? And then you come back spring and it's like there's no more football. Again, not answering your question, just like a random comment. I'm please please someone save me someone. <laughs> Clearly. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna take over and I was gonna say for everyone listening, uh, whenever you are listening to this episode, unless it's like like immediately after the release, Alex will have taken his first final, if I'm not mistaken. He, he will, correct? unless you're up at eight AM. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Unless you're one of the first listeners of this episode, unless uh, you're a Alex maniac, will his first final, unless so. you're a maniac like me who has to wake up at 7 a.m. to take a final. By the way, Northeastern, please, someone, if you're listening, why? All of my finals are at 8 a.m. Why? It's just not. It's just, it ain't it. Please stop. Let's get to our picks. Last week, uh, the pick results was that Alex won by one game, eleven to four for him. I went ten and five. Um, oh wait, I think I I think so that I was had the two wrong ones. Ago. Yep, I didn't delete the last. That what was happened, two Alex? weeks ago, and then this past week. That was two weeks ago. I lied. We tied this week, both eight and five. Can't believe Alex didn't delete those picks from the outline. It's just all his fault. Stole me. Um, you know he stinks, and um, you know hopefully he does better. 
in his picks this week and doesn't go 8-5 like I did. So we'll have to wait and see. Alex, start us off with Thursday Night Football. That's happening actually right now. All right, Thursday Night Football, the game of hell, backup against backup, Patriots against Steelers. We both have the Steelers. Probably no touchdowns in that one. Uh, Texans, Jets, we both have the Texans. Ravens, Rams, we both have the Ravens. Panthers, Saints, we both have the Saints. Colts, Bengals, uh, I've got the Bengals, Josh has the Colts. Buccaneers, Falcons, I'm going with the Falcons, Josh has the Bucks. Jaguars, Browns, I'm going with the Jags, Josh has the Browns. Uh, and then Lions, Bears, we both have the Lions. Of course, I get all the games that we pick the same teams, but that's all good. Uh, 49ers, uh, for, 49ers, Seahawks, excuse me, to start off the 4 o'clock window, we both have the 49ers winning that game. Vikings versus Raiders. We both have the Vikings winning there. Broncos, Chargers. I'm surprised you didn't go Chargers. I tried to do that uh, to throw you off, or not throw you off, but to, to at least make Chargers the picks are terrible, different. man. They but stink. you stick. Let's ride. I mean, Broncos just country. like Broncos country, let's ride. No, but they're a winning record right now. Broncos country. Don't doubt them. I still don't trust them to ride, but I, I picked them in this game just to just to kind of swing the tide. But it's all right. You still pick the same thing that I have. Chiefs versus Bills. Uh, we both go Chiefs. You're a follower, Alex. Uh, Eagles versus Cowboys. NFC East rivalry. We both have the Eagles winning that game. And like I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, the the back-to-back, or not even back-to-back, the simultaneous Monday Night Football games, Giants-Packers is one of them, which we're going to talk about in a second. Titans-Dolphins is the other one. We both have the Dolphins winning that game. So I talked about it. Giants versus Packers is coming up. We got Jordan Love... Um, at home, right? In Green Bay for this nope, game. Met life. Uh, Met no, MetLife. No, we're in MetLife. We're in MetLife for this game. Sorry. Um, so Jordan Love and the Packers travel over, excuse me, to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Let's be honest here. The Packers are not half bad this year. Yes, Love has a, a good amount of interceptions on the year. He's not a great quarterback, um, but I would say he's a pretty good quarterback. He's better than Tommy DeVito, who's starting on Sunday. I'll tell you that much. And for Brian Dable to give trust in Tommy DeVito for putting him in a primetime game under the lights for all the nation to see is something of its own. I'll say that much. Um, we didn't even really get into that decision, Alex, a little bit, Alex. But uh, or we didn't get uh, to into be honest, that decision I felt like we really lot. talked about it over the bye week as well. Uh, in the Danny King interview as well. And we were both. Mm, I said it too. With Danny, in our interview with Danny, I said if Tyrod is still a little bit injured, like what if they go to Tommy DeVito? But it, it honestly doesn't even seem like Tyrod is a little bit injured because he literally said, in, you know, Dable's quote is like, Tommy deserves this. Tommy can deserve whatever he wants, but Tyrod Taylor is still a better quarterback unless the Giants are going for that tank mode and they want to lose this game. That's the only reason that I could think Tommy DeVito is starting this game. And that could be that could be it. I, I just don't think that Dable and, and Shane, unless like Shane changed his mind, he just doesn't give me that tank sort of GM vibe, but maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea, man. I'm confused. There's no logic behind it unless Tyrod is injured. But Tyrod seems like he's all right. Maybe like you watch the interview where he seemed kind of upset. Like obviously he thinks he can play. Is there a medical thing that maybe he thinks he can play, but doctors don't think he could play? It's the only thing I can imagine. But uh, yeah, I don't really. I'm I'm kind of confused. It's an obvious Tyrod start for me, but I mean, we roll Tommy Cutlets to the moon. It is what it is. I'm gonna root for them the same, and I I guess it's a fun story. But to the people out there that think they are, there's not a big difference, or that Tommy DeVito is somehow better than Tyrod Taylor, then 
honestly, I cannot respect your football knowledge anymore. Um, you know, I, I don't blame you. Um, going back to the Packers, though, like so like I said, a good quarterback in Jordan Love, offensive weapons, back-to-back, a very nice running back combo, right, of um, A.J. Dillon and, and um, oh, my God, Aaron Jones. Yes. Um, I don't know why I kind of, like, slipped on those names for a second there. And then receiving the balls, Christian Quist. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, I'm struggling with. Alex is struggling to hold his voice. I'm struggling to speak with a voice. It's a, it, We have a great uh, dynamic duo here on this podcast. Um, let's just say this Giants defense is what I was getting at. This Giants defense is going to be tested. Now, can they hold? I'm sure they can because that's the thing. They've done it before against good offenses. I just don't know if they can do it against the Packers if Tommy DeVito can't put up points on the board. How tired does the Giants defense get? And how much do they wear down until they give up points? That's basically been the Giants' formula this entire season. Uh, But it is just repeated again in this game. Okay. Start with my players to watch. I mentioned his name already. It's the wide receiver uh, Christian Watson for the Packers. While on the Giants' side, I'm going back-to-back wide receivers. It's Jalen Hyatt. Got involved with Tommy DeVito. They have a little bit of a connection here. Only caught, I think, three or four balls in that breakout game. But it was for a big amount of yards. A lot of yards. And um, we're going to have to see if DeVito and Hyde are going to be able to make that connection again. And then the other side, Christian Watson. How is he going to fare against Giants quarterbacks? Alex, go ahead. All right. Starting with the Giants, uh, Evan Neal, he came out this week and said that he came out of the womb as an offensive tackle. What is this guy talking about? Can he just please stop? Like, can he quit media duties altogether? Because every time it just gets worse. And we'll see. Apparently, it looks like he may come back this week. If he does, um, you know, he will be starting, according to Brian Dable. So is he going to be able to deal with the very strong uh, pass rush of the Packers? Obviously, they got Rashawn Gary. Um, they also have um, Frank Clark on the inside. But they also, um, the I believe, third-year player out of U of SC, University of South Carolina, Kingsley Njabare, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, He's also been very good this season. So they've got some pass rushers, man, and um, they're able to get after the quarterback. So Evan Neal, he's got a big task ahead of him and a really big, important final few weeks for Evan Neal to prove uh, that he deserves to be the Giants' long-term right tackle. And uh, we'll have to wait and see how he does. And then this is just a victory lap for me. Jaden Reed for the Packers. I was in love with Jaden Reed in the draft process. Um, I remember I had a second round grade on Jaden Reed. He was projected to go in the fourth or fifth round. Um, The Packers end up taking him in the second round. Everyone cries, oh my God, this is a huge reach. Um, It was kind of one of those picks that everyone was like, wow, this is like the reach of the draft, like a, a Belichick type reach where he picks some, you know, D3 player in the first round. Um, and I was like, nah, this player is a good, you know, a great player out of Michigan State. Uh, his tape is really good. And sure enough, he's had a really, really good rookie season, even with at times some inconsistent QB play from Jordan Love. So really big Jaden Reed fan. And uh, he's got a lot of speed. He's a really sharp route runner. He's really quick. Um, he's really agile. So I think he could really feast against some of the whoever's playing opposite of Deontay Banks. Whether that is a Dory Jackson or a Dory Jackson's in the slot, whether Jaden Reed lines up in the slot against someone like Cordero Flott, Trey Hawkins ends up playing a little bit. Um, I think he could have a really, really big game. 
So he is my Packers player to watch. And then score prediction, I'm going to go with a slightly closer uh, 24-16 Packers win. The Green Bay Packers are just a better team than the New York Giants at this point in time. They beat the Chiefs, um, which was a quite impressive win for them. They have a good coach in Matt LaFleur. Um, I, I just don't see a way that the Giants win this game with Tommy Cutlets at quarterback. And that game, by the way, was Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. Yeah. So, first of all, you're the, the entire country's watching that game, and it's against the Chiefs, and you win that game. So, it's like kind of like double momentum for them. And I think if you're able to transform that momentum into another primetime game a week later, uh, in another, or no, into uh, MetLife Stadium, excuse me, it's going to be an easy win for the for the Packers. Because if the Packers are playing just as well as they played against the Chiefs, they're going to blow this Giants team out. And I don't think I would say I have a blowout, but I do have a big win for the Packers. 28-13 is my final there. Even though Jordan Love has had like a mediocre type season, it doesn't matter because then, like I said, they still have two running backs to hand the ball off to if he's not consistent in his abilities uh, passing the ball. And Alex, I don't know how I didn't mention his name, but the leading receiver uh, for the Packers in yards is Jaden Reed. So my guy, Jaden Reed, my guy, Jaden Reed. I'm so proud of that. I've now hit two years in a row, even though he's not that great now. He's having a bad season. But Damian Pierce, two years back, he was like my sleeper guy. He's been he had a really great rookie year. And then Jaden Reed is my sleeper guy. And he's been having a really good rookie year. So who's who's it going to be this year? And whoever I say it's going to be, the Giants better draft them. Um, but, but anyway, uh, the, <laughs> the two running backs, and if it's not that Jordan Love is hot, it is Jaden Reed, it is Christian Watson, and it is Romeo Dobbs. So three receiving options that are pretty quality top tier, kind of top tier, but, but above average Middle wide tier receivers. options, which is better than the Giants have. So, <laughs> well, it's not even, I think Watson and Dobbs are tied for the most on the team touchdowns wise with seven receiving touchdowns, which is not bad. And then Reed leads the team uh, in yards and has five touchdowns on the air. So they're pretty good. Like, they're all three pretty good options. Yeah. They're they're very – they all do something a little bit different. You know, obviously you've got Watson, who's really the more downfield, deep threat kind of guy. You've got Dobbs, who is kind of your more silky route runner. And then you've got Jaden Reed, who you can really use as more of a gadget-type player. Um, and I think with that, that's kind of a fun three combo. The only thing they're really missing is kind of more of a jump ball receiver, but we've really seen with uh, Christian Watson that he's actually able to do that as well. Uh, he's a big guy, six four, so um, they have they have a nice receiving core that you know is young and is just developing, so it's only going to get better and uh, along a similar timeline with their QB too. So that's always a positive thing. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, the four and eight Giants are home Monday Night Football. On December 11th against Green Bay Packers, 6-6, six and six, hoping to get over the 500 mark uh, with the win on Monday. We'll see what happens there. For us, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all of that good stuff. Follow us on our socials at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Alex is on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Josh Shillow. 29 and um i think that's everything i got here we thank you so much for listening hopefully alex is not falling asleep the next time that uh we do this recap episode and alex with that 
if you're not already snoring, you could take this one uh, out. You can see me right now. Josh literally is able to see me on video. I'm not snoring. I'm here. I'm. Your eyes were closing during while I was doing those plugs. I saw my it. eyes were they were they were shuddering. They were they were flipping. They were blinking. They were it was it's a sense it's a it's a sign of engagement, Josh. It's not a sign of tiredness. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Um, hope everyone has a great weekend as we head into the holiday season and uh, enjoy some nice Monday night football um, with the Giants. And if the Giants are really bad. Just flip it to the next channel and you can watch Tyreek Hill go for another 300 yards. See you, everyone. Peace. Peace.